So it is time for the Ocho Show. And yes, right now till 5 p.m. The conversation you've been waiting for every week comes your way right here on 97.3 City FM. And we love it. Yes, it is proudly sponsored by Total Quads. Keep your engine younger for longer. Now presenting to you the Quads 9000 Future GF50W20. Uh-huh engine is going to be kept younger for longer trust me and here we are going to talk about something uh, we have titled or should i say active safety and we're going to be having a conversation with uh, two gentlemen from toyota uh, mr uh, mr richard anane he's a training manager and mr eric Anyable also here in the studio with me we're going to break things down Active safety. Now, you know, December is just around the corner, man. You guys need to know all you need to know to be safer on the roads. And that's why we're here. So, yes, once we have the introduction, if you have any questions pertaining to the conversation we're about to have, kindly send it to 0549-986-996. That is 0549-986-996. Add your name and where you're texting from as well. If you have any other questions with how your engine is running, any issues with your car, do send us an email and we'll reply or respond to that one. That is total.autoshow at gmail.com. And active safety, the conversation will continue or begin. After this. Ah, Papa see that. No, 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 be this guy. This guy in old days. Hey, honey, that's my old school friend, Papa C. Hey, he's, 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 he's Ricky Ticker. Hey, this guy, Papa C. for you. Always making fun of people. Hey, Papa C. Are you going for Rosemont's wedding? Yeah, my guy. Charlie, I'll go meet you there. Papa, you're Ricky Ticker. Bobo Ngeli, really? <laughs> Honey, you know, that's old school stuff, man. But didn't you see him at the feeling station? The total feeling station? I didn't see him. Oh. There was a total quartz gallon on his car. I think he was changing his oil. Oh. Ah, 
this rigitika changing oil. <laughs> Yehoa, how this car fit past me? Total Quads, keep your engine younger for longer. And so, yes, you keep your engine younger for longer. And with safety, well, I have two gentlemen here to break things down for us. Mr. Richard Anani and Mr. Eric Ahiable, all of Toyota. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. All right. Get closer to the microphone. Let's hear you well. Thank you. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) So, Toyota, Toyota, Toyota. Let me start with my first question. Um, I'm interested because every other car manufacturer is, is looking forward to having, I mean, its users stay safe, stay alive, because that's what you're guaranteeing them to transport them to one place or the other safely. Yep. Why, why, why is safety a priority for Toyota, for example? Yeah, safety is a priority. Um, you know, in Ghana here, if you watch the accident statistics, it's always on the increase. Um, the World Health Organization put out some statistics. I want to quote. It says. About 1.2 million people worldwide die in traffic, road traffic accidents. 1.2 million yes. people? Yes. That's worldwide. a huge number. Yes. That, that's making it about number eight cause or leading cause of death in the world. Yes. So it's very important for us. And according to statistics, if nothing is done to curb this situation, by 2030, it is going to be the number five or the, number, the fifth cause of death in the world. So it's very, it, it, it involves human lives, you know. And it's, once and it's life, a staggering number as well. So, yes. so we need to, uh, it has to be a priority for Toyota. And that's what Toyota has been actively working on. Okay. So it just brings me to the how. How? How is Toyota pursuing this safety for its vehicles? I mean, and people who are going to inhabit it. Yes. So, um, Toyota is not just building vehicles in their in our own corner. We are not just sitting there and building vehicles, but we are actually also in contact with the people, the people that use our vehicles, and then also we are also in contact with the traffic environment. So we pick actually three sources of information: how the vehicle is performing, uh-huh. we are monitoring, uh-huh. also the people who use the vehicles, that's from a driver's point of view, yeah. and then also the traffic environment. So all these three areas we are monitoring, okay, collecting information, and then analyzing them. And then we are able to come up with vehicles, technology that are able to solve the problem that we find from this analysis. Okay. Uh, let me just add a bit, a bit to that. Um, what we do, or one of the sources of our analysis, is by picking real-world situations. So, go out there, there's an accident, you pick the accident vehicle and do investigations as to how this could have come by and how to develop technologies that can prevent such accidents from happening. Or if they happen, how to protect the, uh, the driver or the user or the people in the, in the vehicle. Or if it's a pedestrian, how to protect the pedestrian from uh, being too much damaged, you know, in the course of the accident. So we actually use real-world situations to do those kind of investigations in the production of uh, safer vehicles. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, you, you want to add more? Yes. So the real world also, you know, there are certain uh, simulations that don't really happen even in the real world, like my, my boss said. But we have systems 
we have a simulator very sophisticated simulator that is even able to help us carry out certain um, tests that is very dangerous to perform even in the real world those things don't even happen in the real world but yeah. toyota wants to go beyond because when you're able to go beyond then in the real world we'll be able to uh, survive yeah okay so so now technology is advancing like rapidly and it's affecting everything that we do especially in the automobile industry so so what what safety technology like has been put in 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 place for toyota vehicles i mean everybody's doing something to protect like i said in the beginning to protect the people who use their vehicles what 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 safety technology is is toyota like okay so for toyota our safety technology is approached from two sides yeah. Uh, you mentioned one when you were doing the introduction, that's active safety. Okay. And then we have what you call uh, passive safety. Now, active safety basically uh, goes out to try and prevent the accident from happening in the first place. Okay, so things like your brakes, uh, your headlights, your maybe uh, steering wheel, your tire pressure and all those things, they can cause accidents. So active safety looks at areas where we can have some control over. So you are driving the vehicle, something is happening, you can do something about it. That's active safety. Okay. okay. Now when we talk about passive safety, we are looking at, in a case where it's unavoidable, you are driving somewhere and somebody blindsides you. you there's nothing you could have done about it. You didn't see it. All you saw or all you experienced was maybe your car is rolling over because somebody has hit you or something like that. There are safety measures also built into the car to be able to take care of the occupant in such cases like that. Those are passive safety. So those are there. If there's no accident, it's there. Just in case an accident happens and you can't avoid it, it protects you. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned a few. Um, you want to add more? It's okay. So, so I, I want us to look at. I mean, these active safety systems. Okay. I mean, I, they seem to be the more, um, should I say, present ones, if I should put it that way, because the more, yeah. I mean, more of the ones that we are aware of, visible ones. Aha, yeah. like very visible ones. Very visible ones. So, so what, what are some of these active safety systems that we should be looking out for? And, and maybe we can break them down so that everybody can have an understanding of what you know, these systems right. look like and how they work. So one of them, the very common is the ABS. Means, uh, the meaning is anti-lock braking system. Okay. We hear ABS a lot. Yes. Yeah. Some people even say automatic <laughs> braking <Breaking> system. Others <laughs> we have a lot of names for it. But the real name is anti-lock braking system. Okay. So what does it do? Well, in the long and short of it is that anti-lock braking system it helps the driver to be able to control his vehicle. His or a vehicle in the event of emergency braking. Okay. Yes, in an emergency braking, you need you don't you don't have time. Yes, so you slam the brakes in that in that, in that situation, and you are still able to maneuver the vehicle. Yes. So I would like to explain the lock. What we mean by anti-lock? Now, um, lock. We are referring to when we say anti-lock, we are referring to the condition of the tie during emergency braking. Okay. Uh huh. So. When a tire is locked during emergency braking, you see the tire stops spinning. 
it stops rotating, but the vehicle keeps going forward. Or like just like what we call a punchy brake. Yeah. You see that the goat's feet stop moving. Yeah. But the body of the goat keeps moving forward. Aha, it yeah. carries it forward. Yeah. So when your wheels are locked in, in the event of emergency braking, yeah. then the driver also loses control of the car. Right. So locking of the wheels in emergency braking is a very bad situation for the driver. Mm-hmm. You can't avoid any obstacle. If you turn the vehicle to the left, the vehicle will Unlocking. not respond. You turn to the right, it will not respond. And because perhaps the, the situation will not even occur to you that your brakes have locked, so maybe you have to take off your leg from the from your foot from the brake pedal. Yeah. So you just go and then crash. But the vehicles equipped with anti-lock. Yeah, anti-lock braking system. Yeah. Doesn't have. You guys, like it's not automatical. Yes. It's anti-lock. <laughs> anti-lock. <laughs> <laughs> so vehicles equipped with ABS or the anti-lock braking system. Yeah. They will put in a technology, right, that monitors the condition of all the wheels. So, during emergency braking, you see that the computer is a monitor the wheel. So, when the wheel is locked, the computer will uh, unlocks them for you. So that allows the driver the chance to be able to move, move, turn left, turn right, turn right, and then he can also manage get, the situation. Yes, get control of the over okay, the vehicle. Okay, 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 yes. okay. That's how that one works. You want to add, you want to add more? Yeah, um, a, a very typical example for those who are very experienced drivers. With cars that don't have ABS, when they are they apply the brakes suddenly and they say uh, they want to stop for shorter distances, what they do is they pump the brakes. So they step, they release, step, release, step, release, and then the car stops over a shorter distance. Yeah. Now that's the same effect that the uh, anti-lock braking systems give you. So when the brakes locks, the the wheel, the computer automatically frees it up. Then you it it, it allows it to lock again. Freeze it up, locks it again. So that that effect is there. It's like as if you are pumping the brake. Yeah. It's, it's all done in the, in, by the computer. No, oh, okay. Vehicle, yes. And this locking that we are talking about, yeah. the way it works, it's very fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very very fast. That, they, like my boss said, the experienced drivers pump, but sometimes that pumping is not enough. Yeah. But what the computer does is amazing. It gives you total control over the vehicle, even in emergency, in emergency situation. Okay, so now we know the ABS. Yes. There, there are several ones. Okay, so we are doing active safety here. Yes. There are several ones that we I, I, I want us to look at. I mean, ones that are common. I've heard about this one, electronic uh, brake force distribution, like yes. EBD. Yes. Right. So the, the electronic brake force distribution, you know, sometimes you are driving. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not all the wheels have traction of the same level. Okay. Now what happens is that in the case where you brake suddenly. Yeah. And some of the tires lose traction. Yeah. All the all the energy goes onto that particular tire which has traction. Okay. okay. And you might lose control. Now what EBD does is that it looks at the balance of the vehicle. Yeah. And distributes the energy. And distributes the energy. Oh. So those that have better traction get better or take more of the weight. Yeah. And those that don't have too much traction take less of the weight. That way you don't lose ABS. Yeah. No? Yeah. But there's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. That, that that's quite interesting. Um what which which one is um the brake assist? Okay. 
Or you want to you want to you want to uh, talk more about the? No, let, let me just add the brick assist. Yeah, brick assist basically. Well, when when we were coming in, I was just discussing with with my brother here uh, an experience I had. You know, sometimes you drive, you are driving very close to another vehicle, and then you suddenly want to step on the brake, but you don't do that fast enough. Yeah. The vehicle hits. Yeah. Okay. So brake assist is there to monitor. It tells it, it it judges the distance and the speed at which you are driving. If the object in front of the vehicle is say stationary and you are approaching it at a specific speed, yeah, it knows that if you brake from this speed, the distance between us, you are going to crash it, crash it. Yeah. So before you even start applying your brakes, it it sort of multiplies the effect of your brake. So the slightest tap you give, it gives you a maximum force and assists you in braking to avoid that kind of impact. This, this maximum force that you are not controlling, isn't it sometimes too harsh? Yes. Won't it, like, you know, throw you off jack? Like, I don't know. I mean... Yeah. Definitely, the vehicle will sort of oscillate front and back more. Yeah. But it's better to be safe than to actually hit at the speed that it judges is dangerous. Okay. So basically stops the vehicle or lessens the impact that you would have by applying or multiplying the brake force that you apply on the pedal. Yes. You want to add more to it? Yes. And this uh, brake assist that we are talking is very intelligent. The way the system has been designed, it doesn't just come into operation just like that. It has a condition that uh, it's very... I, I, very interesting. When you panic, you see on an, an object just all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, uh, yes. Yeah, too abrupt. Yes, all, all, all of abrupt. You see this thing, and then you start the way the way you apply the brake. You know, you have the, the adrenaline with which you touch yeah. the brake. The system yeah. knows that there is something wrong, and then it throws the brake assist in. Oh. Yes. So it's very difficult to even simulate it. But in real, a natural situation, yeah. it's there. It comes on and then stops the vehicle. It will stop. Even when your feet is off the brake, it will stop the vehicle dead for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so um, when, when we're talking about the electronic brake force distribution, you're talking a lot about traction and distribution in terms of which one demands more energy. Or yes. So, uh, traction control is also part of active safety. Yep. Yep. I, I'd like to, to, to touch on traction control because people tend to play with it depending yeah. on, you know. Yeah. So let, let's look at what it is and how it works and how it helps with our safety as well. Okay. So basically, again, in electronic brake force distribution, you are talking about braking. Mm -hmm. In terms of traction control, you are talking about making sure the vehicle that has the best traction or the tie, sorry, the tie that has the best, best traction, traction gets the best gets energy, the, gets most energy, energy, yeah, in order to be able to move the vehicle. This is just to prevent you getting stuck with spinning ties whilst you are in a particular yeah. position, yeah, yeah, whether the floor is slippery on snow, on ice, or something like that. It looks, it judges. So, of these four wheels, which one has the best traction then sends most energy there because with that traction, you can pull the, the vehicle out of that particular situation. And it monitors your vehicle as you are driving along. So you are driving and maybe two of your wheels enter into a zone where they are losing traction. It passes their load onto the other two. Then they carry the vehicle through that situation. 
if three of them and this is all done by computerized computer readings and the census yes, and census in there oh wow so people have vehicles they have the trc light on in their vehicles and maybe you don't know what it is for it should be engaged when you are driving it should especially, never be off yeah. especially in this particular kind of situation where you have rains and 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 mud and potholes and loose gravels and things like that you can drive through on a on a solid road and suddenly enter an area where the 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 the, the soil is loose or is gravels and you could lose control totally okay but in such situations the trc or the traction control actually comes into play to help you to be able to drive through those areas yeah so what you're saying is that <laughs> the trc won't allow you to do actually no <laughs> that's why there is an option to turn it off <laughs> uh-huh. so you see most of the vehicles you see down there we have trc off uh, yeah. button there yeah so if you want to do a train then you put it off <laughs> but that means that in the, in the case where you are in a safety situation you wouldn't it won't react uh, yes, it unless off. you turn it's it off. on yeah. yes. okay I, I want to relate an experience of a uh, driver who was climbing a very wet hill slippery hill and the vehicle didn't have this trc uh, system you are talking about so he started the hill nicely but going somewhere the wheels begin to spin uh, spin spin and then he keep on accelerating now the vehicle returns back yeah because sometimes you don't need more force to move up you just need to the very experienced ones time it yes who apply the accelerator yeah softly and and then massage it more and then go but this one kept Full coming backwards. Wow. Uh-huh. But with this system, it just does it for you. Very you know, op- optimal way. All right. You are listening to the Auto Show right here on 97.3 CTFM with me, Jose Kwame. I'm in the studio with Richard Anani, the training manager, and Eric Ahiable, he's a motorway branch manager. And they are here right now. We're talking about uh, safety for your cars or the safety features that you tend to find in Toyota cars nowadays. Now, to top, Petroleum is continuously innovating and delivering better energy solutions that bring value to its cherished customers. Introducing a new addition to the Quads range. The Quads 9000 Future GF5 0W20, a fully synthetic fuel economy engine oil specially formulated with age resistance technology ART for the latest generation engines that require 0W20 or a viscosity grade in its class. Quads 9000 Future GF5 0W20 reduces your fuel consumption, increases oil change interval, ensures excellent engine protection and cleanliness, protects emission control systems, and reduces the release of harmful emission into the environment. Total Quartz 9000 Future GF5 0W20 delivers beyond performance. Total Quartz engine oil keep your engine younger for longer. Send your messages into 0549. 986996. Uh, with regards to the conversation we're having today, a gentleman in the studio with me, our safety trainers. But if you have any other question, you can send us an email. If you want a technical engineering question answered, send it to uh, an email address that is uh, total.autoshow at gmail.com that is total.autoshow at gmail.com 
a conversation on active safety. You're talking about different, different elements, and it continues right after this. You remember that one, that song? Who's the daddy, mother, daddy, mother, daddy, mother? How if it take past me? You for love your car, my guy. Is it those signs that we then the love buzzer or no? If it Bobo, I they use total quartz engine oil. It gets from age resistant technology. Wait, they keep your engine younger for longer. I change engine like three times. Hey. Oh, total quartz engine oil. They withstand extreme temperature conditions. It they enhance engine cleanliness. It they protect your engine under difficult weather conditions. It they reduce your maintenance wow. costs. My guy. Total quartz engine oil get approval from all the major vehicle manufacturers. Oh, hey. I they tell you. Uh-huh. Tell you what you Total Quads, keep your engine younger for longer. Can't touch this. All right, so yes, you're welcome back to the show. Text line is 0549-986-996. I'll go through some of your questions in a bit. Where Before that, we are talking about the traction control system. And we're still doing active safety. The parts of the car that help keep you safe. And uh, there's a lot of them that... I probably haven't. No, I didn't. I hadn't seen them before. For example, the the VSC, VSC, the Vehicle Stability Control System. Yeah, which one? Which one is that? Where, where are these cars going? Say. <laughs> <laughs> so, Vehicle Stability Control System is is in there to help the driver to be able to negotiate curves with ease, when without resulting into an accident. Sometimes when you are negotiating curves in a slip, on a slippery road, there is a tendency for your vehicle to oversteer or understeer. So if the, uh, the front wheels should slip, you end up with what we call understeer. All right. And so you, you see that your front wheels will move out of the curve and you can, that can lead to a somersault. Or if the rear wheels should slip, you have what we call oversteering. Uh-huh. So with a vehicle stability control, it's a computer system that is placed on a vehicle to monitor the these conditions from occurring. Uh-huh. So if, if it senses that the vehicle is uh, going to understeer and cause it to spin, then it applies the brakes. Again, it uses the brake, the braking system and the engine power to operate the, the vehicle stability uh, control. So you will have the situation where you, you end up in a spin. For example, making a sharp curve, uh, you have to make a sharp curve, maybe due to an emergency situation, uh, you won't have that, uh, what do you call it, spinning, uh, or what do people do, they drift. Uh-huh. So this one keeps the vehicle driving in the intended path of the driver. So okay. it gives control to the driver. Okay. I have a question here. This one says, hi, I'll say, I want to find out uh, if the car doesn't have ABS or the traction control system and all the braking systems they spoke about. Does Toyota have such products that can be fixed into our cars? Uh, it's an interesting question. The, the issue is that you realize all the things that we have been saying, we keep mentioning things like computerized, uh, it's an intelligent system, and so forth and so on. Now, if your vehicle doesn't have a system yeah. with these computerized systems inside already, it becomes a whole... In fact, it will be prohibitive to decide to fix something like this in there. Because once you are fixing it, it means that you need to look at changing your electronic 
control units. Mm. You need to change your wiring. You need to. There are a lot of things you really would need to change. Okay, it's prohibitive. The, the prices are quite prohibitive. So, I would advise. Currently, Toyota is doing trading. If you bought a vehicle from us, and maybe it's an old version, it's an old version, you could bring it in, top up, get the latest version, all safety features standardized. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I also think if you have such a vehicle, you should know the type of vehicle you are driving. Yeah. So don't get yourself in a situation where you have to be forced to go into emergency braking a lot of so if you know your car doesn't have these computer uh, computerized systems yes, that you have to be i'm not saying with abs you don't have to be careful but you have to be extra careful yes okay um how, how different is for example the vehicle stability control system from the dynamics integrated management system as well yeah so the dynamic integrated management system is just a management of all these systems that we've talked about okay okay yes so this is an intelligent system to know when to call which system for the job it is you know if uh, trouble comes with that one and he's not thinking <laughs> everything yes. jam yes uh, just like our, our tester <laughs> yeah. they become like our tester uh-huh. nothing is working physically but yeah. it's, it's part of the computerized computer system it's one computer system uh-huh. all is inbuilt so you change if, if it comes to replacement it's one component yes you change it and then everything is in there so it's not like if that one is not working definitely the engine also will not be able to function properly because it's one computer system operating most of the cases yes so it's not going to happen that that one alone will stop working and then the rest will be there to to work okay um there is the emergency brake signal. Can we can we talk about that a bit? I mean, these are one of the things that um, shows up in these conversations about active yeah. Um, safety. Yeah. So, um, if you if you notice these days, most of the vehicles that you see around, especially Toyotas, yeah, ahead of you, if there's a sudden brake and you are behind them, you see their indicators flashing on and off, on and off. That is to warn you that the vehicle in front of you has suddenly stopped. Okay, In the past, you, you have cases where you are in traffic, a car stops, and then there's a pileup. Another car hits the back, a third car, a fourth car, and things like that. Now, what happens is that immediately you apply a sudden brake. Maybe you are the person who is driving. Some a school child is crossed you suddenly or somebody is playing football and has crossed the, the road suddenly, you apply certain brakes and then the emergency kicks in. Okay, so your indicators start blinking and it tells whoever is behind you that I am in an emergency situation, I have stopped suddenly. Yeah. So keep your distance or be careful. That's basically how it works. Okay, okay. Um, I'm also interested in the... Because... I think a couple of weeks ago we talked about the hill start assist control. We talked about the downhill assist control. So yeah, tire pressure monitoring system. I think it's um, self-explanatory. Yeah, quite it's quite normal, normal now. Um, what I've not paid attention to would be the radar cruise control. Yes. So the radar cruise control is an upgrade of the cruise control. Um, if you are very very familiar with um, cruise control, you see that radar cruise is not so different. Now, radar cruise 
allows the driver to be able to follow up another vehicle effortlessly so you can you can you are able to set the distance yeah. between you and the next vehicle okay yes. so the system allows you to you can set a long distance a long follow a short follow or a very close a medium follow yes mm-hmm. so you can have all those options and then also it allows you to set which speed you want the vehicle to drive so after putting making all these inputs you don't even need to accelerate the vehicle can continue the journey all that the driver has to do is to control the steering and then you, you, you follow so if the vehicle ahead of you is slowing down with the radar cruise it allows it actually begins to slow the vehicle down automatically automatically yes yeah because i mean you, you locked it with the person in front yes. of you uh-huh. so and when the vehicle clears the road clears then it picks up let's say you set about 100 kilometers per hour yeah and you are going a vehicle comes into the lane and it's slowing down the system will slow down gently if the road clears it will go back to the hundred that has been yes. set on yes so that's the wonderful feature of the radar cruise yes we have so many of them some can even uh, be controlled at very low speeds in town it's we have the full range and we have others that work above at speeds above 30 kilometers per hour and are these found in all um Toyota cars, what what year did these? I mean, some of these um, technologies start coming in. I, I'm, I'm interested in because uh, if somebody is listening right now, and they feel like all these features are necessary to protect, I mean, himself or herself and the inhabitants of their cars. I mean, which which wh- when did these technologies start? ABS, is, I think, is quite old. Yes. Yeah. yes. But the other ones, I mean, these radar, cruise control. What what year? Did this start? Is it new? Yeah, it's it's been there for a while. Mostly, these technologies are long time implemented, but it takes a while for it to be standardized on all most of the v- models. Models, that we yeah. Drive, yes. yes. So we have as far back as in the two thousands, all these systems, most of them were already there before then. They were being experimented oh. uh, on other models. Yeah. Yes. So now it is catching up with us. So this system is becoming more standardized on most of our land cruisers, the RAV4 and the rest. You see them uh, displayed on them. Okay. This one says, uh, speaking of locking, this one says, please, I want to know whether it's advisable to lock the differentials when cruising on long distances. No, 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 it's not. It's not advisable. You know, differentials are locked only in situations where you are using your 4x4. I'm sure the last time uh, the crew were here, they discussed, when they were talking about X-Factor, they discussed the 4x4 issues. All right. So you lock your differential only when you are stuck in such a way that it becomes difficult to come out using the normal follow gear. Okay. So it gives you traction. It makes sure that the wheels don't slip and you can move. And the speeds at which you, 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 you can drive when the differentials are locked are very low. So if you are doing long distances with your differentials locked, basically what you are doing is wearing out your gears, your auxiliary gears, very fast. And you might end up not completing your journey, actually. So not necessary? No. no, no, no. At all? In fact, the diff lock is the last thing you would use in a stack situation. Most of the time, when you go into H4, you should be able to come out of tricky situations. But when you go into L4 and you are still stuck, 
then you use the diff lock. It's the last thing you basically would use. Yeah. And once you engage the, the diff lock, um, for the high locks, for example, you are not supposed to go more than five kilometers per hour with the differential locked. You are not supposed to go more than five kilometers. That's, that's extremely low. Yes. Extremely low. That's what I'm saying. And that's why it means that you are stuck and there's nothing really you can do, then use the diff lock. Oh, so it's, not that it's really, really unnecessary. Yes. It's okay. Once okay. you come out of the situation, unlock it. Take it off and then continue your journey. Simple as that. Yes. Okay. There's this one called a head-up display system. So head-up display systems are coming in. Uh, there are some vehicles in town already using. Um, what will happen is that, you know, most of the time when you are driving, you drive and then you tend, you have to be able to look at your, your dashboard, see the instruments. At the same time, you have to be able to be seen through your What's ahead of you, yes. All right. So, Headshot Display tries to minimize that effect of having to look down a few minutes uh, of driving. Then you look down and check your speed or check this or check that. Okay. By putting it on the, the windscreen. So, you are driving and it comes up on the windscreen for you so maybe it monitors the speed at which you are driving maybe your oil pressure your tire your tire pressure okay or your blind spot monitoring uh, system is working it, it shows up there so that you you do avoid uh, that chance of missing something which is crossing you when at the time you are looking at your dashboard okay so it's also a safety an active safety something yeah. just to prevent the accident from happening in the first place yeah. it keeps your eye on the road and you can see the readings on the on the windscreen it's coming up you mentioned the blind spot on the train system yeah. oh, it's, it's fairly new isn't it no. again not new <laughs> most of most of these things we are mentioning when i say new I, um i don't mean like last year type new okay so maybe for the past 10 years yes actually these systems uh, have been experimented and be used in yeah. um, other countries. So over here we are now experiencing some of these systems. The, well, in Ghana it's quite, I would say it's new because most cars don't have the blind uh, sports uh, monitor. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So, okay, But l let me just talk about the blind spot monitor. You know, when you are driving, sometimes a car comes beside you and although the car is beside you, when you look through your side view mirror, you don't see it. You don't see it. That's when the blind spot monitor. It means that the car is in your blind spot. Okay, so which means it has it has passed your side uh, view mirror. mirror. Yes. Depending but on which angle it shows, yes. it has passed it, so you it don't see it. it. So you don't see it. But yeah. the car is able to sense that there is a vehicle beside you. Yeah. So just in case you want to switch lanes into that, it tells you there's a car there. Or the moment the car occupies that particular position. There's a light that comes on on your side view mirror showing you that there's a car beside you. Okay. Yeah. How different is this from the paranormal? Uh, para panoramic. Panoramic. It's a panoramic. Panoramic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> panoramic view. Uh, view monitor. Monitor. Yes. So let me take that one. So with with this one, it enables the driver to see. Um, all the four views of the vehicle yeah in one view so you you can see from the side the front the back yes you can see all obstacles that have surrounded your vehicle yeah 
in one view just like that so just like you look at your left mirror before you look at what is happening on your left you look at to the right before you see what's happening on your right but this one one view you can see everything front back yes left right yes, why everything. is it not called the 360 something something uh, in, in, in toyota you know other vehicle models other vehicle manufacturers have different names names for it yes but for toyota yes it's in the panoramic, panoramic view monitor panoramic <laughs> so please does the 2008 uh, yaris has uh i mean does it have all these computerized systems all right so i would say it has some it has some not all uh, obviously the abs will be standardized uh, things like um, vehicle stability control will be inbuilt already um, electronic brake force distribution system will be inbuilt already um the other ones are a bit more of these four by four things. The yeah. hill assist and descent controls are four by four. Head up displays so also is fairly new. Yes. It's also fairly new, as I said. It's yeah. Also fairly new. Okay. There's a vehicle proximity notification system. Okay. Why do we have, for example, blind spots monitor, panoramic view monitor, and vehicle proximity notification system? Why all these car will be having, will be having, will be having plenty? Like, what was that? Yes, we want to reduce pedestrian accidents because that is the first it's, it's, uh, I always say that it's much uh, it's not a difficult situation if you run your vehicle into another vehicle and it's only vehicle to vehicle damage but if you have vehicle to pedestrian then we are we, it's really serious so with this vehicle um, proximity notification system. system it's actually designed you know so most of the vehicles that are coming the technology is so high that the engine sound is very very low especially uh, the hybrid ones yes when they are moving you don't even hear that a vehicle is coming uh-huh. and some of our brothers you know they can't even see someone cannot also hear uh-huh. so with this system it has a way of announcing the presence of this vehicle when pedestrians in the when pedestrians are around so that they will be able to uh, take care or be, be careful not to get into the way of the vehicle. So that's what we, we that's for um, the vehicle. It announces uh, so just in case you don't run into a bicycle who is coming from a different corner towards you or a pedestrian who has just appeared around the corner but is not aware of the sound of the vehicle. You know sometimes you'll be driving, people will be ahead of you but yeah. you don't know that a vehicle is coming and then you have to horn before the sometimes if they're applying the horn, the person will panic. And, yeah, and in the west. So with this system, it has a very nice way of announcing the presence of a vehicle. It has, uh, it has a way of making the engine sound more audible. Yeah. Yes, for this uh, pedestrian. Okay, 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 okay. So the, from ABS to AFS, the adaptive front lining system. Um, when you finish that, telling us what that's about and how it works, is there a vehicle that has? All these things built in it. One car. Yes. If, this, if, this, <laughs> if, this, if this computerized one, if you touch small, no, all these things. <laughs> but what I can tell you is that these systems are very robust. They are robustly uh, designed. That most of these things, when even I like, when vehicles have this computerized system on there, it's more easier to work on them than vehicles that don't have 
because the computerized system is easier to diagnose. When there's a problem, it will tell you easily, this is where the problem is. You go there and the problem is solved. So they are very easy, very robustly designed. Yes. Is it more expensive as well? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let's look at the adaptive frontlining system. What, what is it? How does it work? Okay, so um, I think one of the things that most of the time we do when we are driving, or you notice when you are driving, especially in the night, yeah. you realize that you are taking a curve. The curve, let's say, is on a right. You are, ten, you are taking a right turn. And then your light is shining into the trees on your left. Whereas you are actually turning on your right. So you don't see what's in your, what's in your on your route or yeah. in front of you. Okay, because your lights are pointing somewhere else. Now what, what uh, AFS does basically is to try and swivel your headlights in the direction of your steering. So if you are taking the curve, the headlights swivel in the direction so that it throws light in the direction you are of where you're going. It's yes. like it's, it's intuitive. Yes. It, 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 it yes. follows... Yes. Your your, 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 your steering, your steering lead, so that you avoid running into maybe a stationary vehicle, which is there you are not seeing. aware of or you are not seeing. Yes. Okay. This one is asking if the Pontiac Vibe 2007 have some of these systems. I think the basic one uh, should be the ABS. Okay. So he sees the the cruise, he sees overdrive, but does not. It's not sure about the ABS. ABS. I'm sure. I'm sure the Pontiac Vibe has the ABS. Yeah, but if to check, if you turn on the Ignition, uh, the switch. You Just turn the, on the, yes, the, the, the switch the before you even spark the car. You see all the systems that are on the vehicle popping up. All the lights will show. Uh -huh, the lights will show. And then, and then, then find the ABS in some circle yes. with ABS on it. On it, yeah. If there's a problem, it will stay on even when you are driving. That means that you need to check, have your vehicle inspected by a dealer so it can be corrected. And uh, 2013 Camry, does it have uh, these features? And uh, he's asking, "What is this?" There's a picture here. I mean, this is the uh, cruise control symbol. So this symbol starts when you see it there means that you've turned it on. Right. Yes. And then when you set it, you you see set uh, set will also appear, telling you that it is in, in action. Listener, sorry, you can't see the images on WhatsApp. <laughs> We're talking about <laughs> it. Okay. So yeah, that's you. It. Yes, that's the cruise control lever. You use that to operate. So there's a button. You press it. It turns it on and off so you can use that to turn it on and off you push it down to set the speed so maybe you are cruising at say 60 kilometers per hour you want to stay at 60 and you push it you down you push it down and then it will be you, at 60 yes you'll be at 60 you take off your leg from that pedal the vehicle continues to go at move. 60. if you want to increase the speed just tap the lever up and the vehicle speed will be increased you hold it then it will increase continuously yeah you can drop it bring it down to reduce the speed as well it's a very flexible. It allows you to accelerate even without using the accelerator pedal. Accelerate and decelerate at the same time. Very simple. How different is this from the radar? Yeah, so this one's you can't set a follow a follow distance. Right. Uh -huh. So when there is a, an obstacle ahead of you to go and crash, <laughs> unless you apply the brake yourself. But with radar cruise, it will slow down and even stop the vehicle. But you are listening now. This one is not a radar cruise control. The one you are showing us in the picture is a cruise control. control yes. It will not break for you. Don't go and be excited and then think <laughs> that, oh, this guy in front of me, my set. Please, drive safe. It's just your normal cruise control. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, 
let's quickly go over not go over what we've done so far i want us to touch on the passive safety systems quickly before we we, we leave the studio we have about three minutes or two minutes for that. okay so uh, passive safety systems as i said are built into the vehicle to lessen the impact of an accident on the or on an unavoidable accident okay so an accident has happened i think most of them are fairly well known uh the steer uh, what do you call it the the seat belt yes yeah, seat is, is the commonest one you, you you will find airbag airbag very common uh, which we, we will refer to as a secondary restraint system but more importantly apart from these there are certain features built into the vehicle to protect even pedestrians whom the vehicle knocks okay, okay. so the the car has been designed in such a way that these days if a vehicle knocks a pedestrian, no matter the angle at which it knocks the pedestrian, there are systems in place to cause the body of the vehicle to react in such a way that the impact of the person on the vehicle or the impact of the vehicle on the person is lessened. Okay, so they are built into it. For example, a typical one is what we will call the, the pop-up hood. It's very simple. It hits and then the back of the bonnet sort of raises up. What it does is that it cushions whoever has been knocked down. Yeah. You know, usually when a car knocks the person, the person's head either hits on the yes. bonnet or the windscreen yes. or something like that. It raises it up to cushion the, the hit or the, 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 the impact. So those are part of the passive safety. Yes. Uh, the thing I can also touch on is that nowadays, um, the bumper, you know, people are complaining is metal. Now we've changed it to plastic because of... Impact. Pedestrian, yes, to protect the pedestrian. So we are using plastics. Even the the headlamps are no more glass; they are all plastics to reduce the effect. Yes. All right. So yes, we've gone through it, all of it. I was in the studio with Richard Anani and Mr. Eric Ahiable from Toyota. It's been a wonderful conversation. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you did, Sports Flash is coming up next. We're going to continue our conversations as always, right here on the show. This is the Yoto Show. Stick around. My name is Osei Kwame, and it's been wonderful having you here in the studio. And, uh, our time is up. Our time is up. Our time is up. <laughs> so that's it for today. Enjoy the rest of your evening and be safe. See, she forgot all about the library like she told her old man.